Hi, everyone, and thanks for joining us for a special installment of the Rocky Mountain Myrex Short Takes on Suicide Prevention podcast. I'm your host, Adam Hoffberg, and we are reporting in from the American Association of Suicidology 2018 conference. And today's installment is a special release that is in honor and to support the lived experience movement. Um, We got a chance to sit down with individuals who have lost a loved one to suicide. We got a chance to talk to individuals who have survived a suicide attempt. And I want to take a moment to honor those that we've lost to suicide and dedicate this to my dear friend Allison and to all those that we've lost to suicide. Thanks for joining us today, and we hope you enjoy the episodes. Joe Huggins with Rocky Mountain Short Takes on Suicide Prevention, and we're at the 2018 American Association for Suicidologists Conference, and as we've been here, we've been um, recording some many different podcasts, and right now I've got from the American Foundation of Suicide Prevention, I have Doreen and Shannon to talk about their survivor outreach program. So, Doreen and Shannon, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved in all of this? Well, I'm Doreen Marshall. I'm the Vice President of Programs at the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Uh, I'm a psychologist by training and also a loss survivor. Uh, I lost my fiancé to suicide in 1995. And I've been doing work with AFSP over the years, but had a key role in bringing the Survivor Outreach Program to AFSP and now oversee that and work closely with that program um, or work closely on that program with Shannon. Thanks, Doreen. And I'm Shannon Donick. I'm a manager of loss and healing programs at the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. My uh, main focus is the survivor outreach program. Um, I'm also a suicide loss survivor. I lost my grandma to suicide when I was 13, um, a long, long time ago, about 26 years ago. So well before uh, outreach programs were uh, you know, part of the community the way that they are now for suicide loss survivors, particularly for children. So um, it's really exciting to be involved in, in um, you know, working with such an incredible network of volunteers who are all suicide loss survivors themselves. Um, it's wonderful work. Well, first, thank you both for um, sharing um, your losses and um, you know, privileging us with that. And today, what we really want to talk about is um, the Survivors Outreach Program. So let's just jump right into it and tell us about that. The Survivor Outreach Program is a peer-to-peer-based support program where lost survivors who complete some training and who are a certain distance from their loss experience meet with the newly bereaved survivor to provide support, resources, and really to be a sign of hope for them that getting through this loss is possible. So a little bit of time has gone by. What makes a volunteer? How does somebody become a volunteer? 
Our volunteers come through our chapter network at AFSP, so we have chapters uh, in all 50 states. And so for the chapters that have started this survivor outreach program, the volunteers come through that chapter network. So really anyone in a community who's interested in the program could contact the chapter um, and speak with them about becoming a volunteer. How does it how does it work on the ground? So it's um, like Doreen said, it's a peer to peer. So it's uh, all of our volunteers, all of our SOP trained volunteers are lost survivors themselves. So what uh, in what they find as like a role, like call to service or call to purpose is that for them, they found a great benefit in uh, talking with other lost survivors in their early days of grief. And so now they've contacted us to get the training to be able to do that as well, to kind of give back to that lost survivor community. So when a loss, you know, when, when someone loses uh, a loved one to suicide, they're, you know, nowadays they're usually turning to the internet to like, to look for resources and find supports in their areas. That's usually how a lost survivor finds us right away is by um, by Googling, going online, and they come through our uh, website, our AFSP.org. They'll find on there that they can request a visit with a member of our, our volunteers from the Survivor Outreach Program. And so our volunteers then will meet with them face-to-face. They might come to the home of the lost survivor or t- uh, at a park or at a local coffee shop, you know, whatever the location that the lost survivor is going to feel most comfortable. Or we can also do this by phone or by, you know, online by Skype or something like that. So it's just really, it ultimately is a conversation between, you know, it's a human connection. Um, It's two lost survivors meeting to kind of share stories. Um, And we find that that really, that is like the first step to alleviate the isolation, the loneliness, the confusion um, that that lost survivor is feeling in those first few, you know, weeks, months, uh, you know, really, we usually see uh, lost survivors reaching out to us usually in that first year. And what's great is that, you know, we find the beauty of it is that it's peer to peer. So beyond a little bit of training, there's really like what we find is that our our volunteers already have inside of them the compassion to listen to someone else's story. And just by by listening to that lost survivor, just by allowing that lost survivor to open up a little bit about the experiences that they've had and the emotions and all of the thoughts that are swirling around their mind, they're feeling heard and immediately feeling comfort just from that. So that's, you know, there's not like these magic words that our lost survivors need, or that our, our volunteers need to come in prepared with. It's actually just being able to share stories. The lost survivor feels a little bit validated if they've, they're sharing an experience that the volunteer can also say, like, I, I felt that way too. And then our volunteers are able to help the lost survivor find other resources for ongoing support in the community. They're able to let them know like, oh, um, you know, there's a support group that meets once a month, you know, in the town over from here. Have you seen that? Or here's a book that might be really helpful to you. Um, Have you tried therapy? You know, they're able to help them see that there's other supports out there to help them going forward. So again, just helping them to not feel so alone, that there's actually a huge community here that will, we're ready to help them through this. Mm -hmm. So that listening, that very active listening, then maybe being a liaison um, or a gatekeeper to, to other resources. And this is, can be done face to face um, in any number of settings, but also can be done online or over the phone. How is that working? 
Yes. Well, what I will say is that it really is at the requester's choice or decision. In other words, sometimes people want that first outreach connection to be by the phone. Sometimes they prefer to have a connection in person, but we also try not to have geography limit us. So we use technology such as Skype or, or the telephone to connect with folks. And we do have folks that request visits across all three of those ways. Um, but it really is at the comfort of the lost survivors making the request what they would like to see happen. Um, and that, that, as you can imagine, can be very individual. Right, right. And that, um, I think earlier when you were first introducing the the program, um, I think you had mentioned that AFSP is in all 50 states, but the survivor outreach program may not be in every every state. But tell us about where what happens when it's not in a certain place. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, uh, because we do, we are, you know, AFSP, we're, we're able, we're growing every day, and the Survivor Outreach Program is also growing every day. But right now, we don't yet have trained volunteers in every single location. So that's actually the beauty of technology is that um, when we receive a request from someone who'd like to meet with one of our volunteers, unfortunately, we're not always able to do in-person visits. But what we're able to show them is that even just meeting someone over the phone, you know, you can still add a lot of compassion to your voice. You can, you're still sharing stories. So you're still connecting with someone and at least, you know, helping them. Sometimes we find that the lost survivor actually is interested in a phone for the first request, kind of like uh, Doreen just mentioned, because for some people, it's pretty nerve wracking. If they've never, if they've maybe never been in any sort of therapy setting before, or, you know, not used to opening up um, to share such uh, personal details to someone that they haven't met, it might be a little bit scary to think about doing that face to face. So, it actually helps us on both sides of things. Um, it helps us if we're if we're not able to have someone there, we can still set it up by phone or by video. Um, and it allows that the um, lost survivor too to uh, kind of sort of like step in, uh, like get their toes wet in the idea of looking at a peer-to-peer support. Um, they might find that the connection by the phone was really helpful. And so now maybe once we point out to them if there's a support group in their area, now they might be able to to look at that as being their next step for um, in-person comfort. And also the, what we find is that lost survivors are busy as well loss has happened to them. But unfortunately, most of us have to get back to work. We have to find a way to learn how are we going to um, carry on this grief and and start to heal, but also we have to pay our bills. <laughs> so um, we find out that our that our loss survivors who are reaching out to us and wanting to connect with one of our volunteers are, have very busy schedules. And so being able to uh, look at scheduling something by phone actually helps us. Usually it's a little bit easier to schedule that than trying to find an in-person time. So, so it, it is helping us a lot by able to, uh, it gives us a broader reach. Right, a lot of different channels or different ways to to make that connection. I'm curious, is there um, a story that comes to mind that kind of illustrates this program? Well, I, I think one thing that I think both Shannon and I could probably attest to is our own experiences the first time we talked to another loss survivor after our losses. And I know for me, that was a moment that shifted everything in time because what it did was it 
let me know that there's a community out there of people who are surviving this loss. And I think for most loss survivors, the first time they really are faced with suicide is, is following the death of someone they love. So um, I think part of the power of the program is this ability to show people the community that is out there. That's a very active community, both in terms of advocacy, but also in terms of supporting one another. Um, and I know within our own program, we've had many volunteers tell us that the survivors that they meet with have been very grateful for the support, but also that it was a shift for them in terms of making them aware of this whole community of people out there to support them. And I would just add more so than like one specific uh, story. I just love to see that when, you know, unfortunately there are pockets of the, of the country that are still, you know, parts of like New Mexico, Arizona, Wyoming, Montana that are so spread out that it's actually really hard to find local resources at all in the area. So, um, you know, we're, our office is based in New York City where we're, we're lucky to have a lot of in-person outlets for our lost survivors. But in some places, there's it's really far. You'd have to travel very far to find another um, community of lost survivors. So what's so great about our SOP program is that we're able to, like, be able to have someone give a call to a lost survivor and connect by phone or connect o- online. And that might sometimes be the first connection and possibly only connection for some time for that lost survivor. So that's where, where when our when I talk with our volunteers after visits like that, that the lost survivor is so even more grateful, and the lost or our volunteer who was also a lost survivor is really feeling that that sense of purpose that they were able to get their comfort too from being able to provide that. So that's for me. It's always I I love to hear about after all of our visits that take place, but I really am happy to know that a lost survivor in, a, in an area where there isn't much other um, uh, available resources, that they were able to find us and that we were able to meet them and, and help them. Yeah, thank you. Um, I know you said this right at the beginning, but now that our listeners have had a chance to learn more about the program, it's, uh, I think we should revisit. How would somebody get in touch or learn more about the Survivors Outreach Program? So there's a number of ways. Uh, they could go to our website at AFSP.org and request a visit through our website. And those requests come to Shannon. And she works with our volunteer network to assign those visits to a volunteer who would then reach out to the requester. Um, the visits can also happen by request through our local chapters where the program exists on the ground. So um, maybe at an event where AFSP has a table or is engaged in the activity, there may be information at that event about the survivor outreach program where law survivors would see that and then talk to their local chapter about making that request. I have been to the AFSP.org website many a time, and I think there's a link. I have had a loss, and um, so I would guess I just click on that and easily find, find this resource. Well, thank you very much both for your time. Are there any closing words or remarks that you'd like to give to our audience? I would just also add that if you went to our website, you could just enter the search term Survivor Outreach, and it will direct you right to the page where you can request a visit. Thank you so much. Thank you, Doreen and Shannon, for telling us and our audience about the AFSP's Survivors 
uh, outreach program. It really does sound like a very good program. And um, you guys, as always, are doing great work. That's going to wrap it up for us uh, on this Short Takes podcast. Thank you all for listening in. Uh, Give us a uh, review, rate us, and pass us on to others. Until uh, our next podcast, take care. Take care.